0: I'm Leslie Parmeter from Kleinman Performance Partners, and I welcome you to the Kleinman Connect podcast, where we share valuable insights from the eye care business world with optometrist owners and staff members to help address challenges, achieve their goals, and transform their practice. And in today's episode, I'm joined by one of our network partners, Dr. Anthony Smith, optometrist and owner of Jonesville Eye Care in Jonesville, Michigan. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for joining us today on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Leslie.
0: So I just want to start out by having you talk about, just give us a brief overview of your journey from just before you became a member of Climate Performance Partners back in November of 2018. Something pretty big actually happened to your practice.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in October of 18, I actually had a fire at my office. And um, just before that, I had just contact, been in contact with Lyman to sign up to do an immersion weekend. And after the fire, I said, I don't know if I really want to go. And everybody encouraged me to still go. They said it would be a nice way to get away. And it turned out to be a huge benefit for me and the practice because the fire, I essentially lost half the building, lost all of my equipment. And I had no idea where to kind of begin to rebuild. Right. Wow. Yeah. And and so when I went to the immersion weekend, I got, I think, a little extra special attention (laughs) from everybody. (laughs) Um, And I got pulled aside a few times at a couple of side meetings to just see, one, how was I doing? Like, they genuinely cared. Everybody I talked to, how was I doing? mentally, personally, you know, it's just emotionally. And then they also said, hey, anything you need, we are here to help you in any way we can. Short of, obviously, you guys can't physically be there doing the cleanup and the rebuild, but... Right. But yeah, the resources that were given to me just were extremely helpful with getting me set back up on my feet and then making that transition then into now where I'm at with Kleinman and growing the business and changing how the things operate.
0: Yeah. It sounds to me like you received the support when you needed it the most. I mean, that's a huge, huge thing to happen to a practice. And I have to imagine back when it happened, you felt so overwhelmed. Like where do oh, I where do I even go from
1: here? For sure. Yeah. Do you contact attorneys? You know, do you do all the work yourself as far as like trying to organize things or do you have somebody else handle that? My agent was great. And I I can't say enough about that too, to try to help me get steered in the right direction. But then not being afraid to, you know, just contact anybody at Climate, anybody that is above my pay grade to try to help me and figure out what the next direction is and how to make things happen.
0: Right. That's huge. Let's talk about your staff for a minute, because I understand that you've made some pretty significant strides in your practice when it comes to your staff. Why don't you share that with us?
1: The staff, I mean, everybody's staff is always our number one issue, right? So that's been something we've really worked on as a practice. And I have a very small staff, so I figure I can do a lot of things with that small staff on a really personal level. They're part of my family. I treat them as such, and I let them make the decisions. It's been a really cool change from me directing them for every little thing that they do to giving them the freedom to make the decisions, what they feel is right for the practice and what's gotcha. right Gotcha.
0: So you um, were always that kind of boss.
1: You no.
0: Sort of called the shots.
1: Yeah, well, that's because that's what they wanted, at least what I thought they wanted. And with employees that don't fit the bill, That's what you need to do. But I've really tried to change the methodology and the focus of the practice. You know, part of working with Clydman, I've set up a clear mission and vision statement and everybody has bought into it. They know exactly what we're looking for and how we're looking for it and what we need to do to, one, take care of ourselves, but then also take care of the community that we're serving. And that's huge. The staff that I have now, they want to be there. It's not just a job for them. They want to be there. They want to help out. They look forward to coming to work most days. I mean, not everybody works and looks forward to going to work every day, (laughs) but you know, most days they're ready to go at it. And it's been really cool to see that transition of I have two staff members that have been with me since relatively early on and to see their thought process as that have changed to say, Okay. What is right for the practice that makes it right for us? That is okay with Dr. Smith. I don't have to ask him. I'm going to do it to the point where this past fall, it was really cool. And this is where it really set home for me that I'm doing the right things. They came to me and said, Hey, we're going to change the schedule on you for next year. We're going to cut you down a day a week. So I'm actually seeing patients three days a week now and they had it all figured out before they even came to me. And wow. said, you're going to see just as many patients. You're not changing the time slots or the amount of time you're spending with each patient. We're just making the schedule more efficient. I mean, they wanted to go from, you know, eliminate a day a week so that they're working as well. And I'm totally okay with it. We're getting the same amount of work done in less time. In
0: less time. Fantastic.
1: And, and uh, that's one of the huge things with me is like my family and my staff's family, we come first and we got to take care of each other. We got to take care of our family and spend time with them and grow with them because my kids are little. They're only little once. And I want to be there. I want to be their father and be there for them, watching them grow, see a lot of those first. And that's been a big driving force for us.
0: Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? And when you have that connection, you feel like you're getting enough family time. It translates into your demeanor at work, just a happier guy. And yeah. Staff feel that. It just trickles out to your patients, too. It's all good. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. The patients feel that. The patients feel the more relaxed atmosphere, and they enjoy coming in and seeing us and having conversations. It's not just a, you know, doctor-patient transaction. It's, it's actually, we care about them. You know, how can we help improve their life? That's really ultimately what we're all there for in some way, shape, or form. Everybody has varying degrees of where that lies on their hierarchy, but that's pretty high up on ours because I figure that if we're taking care of people the right way, they're going to come back, they're going to bring in more people, and that's how the business then grows. Because at the end of the day, we are running a business. We do have to grow. We do have to make a profit.
0: Speaking of business, I got to ask you, where do you feel that your business acumen was before 2018? before joining climbing and where do you feel like you are on the scale now?
1: um early 2018 I would have told you I was pretty good Now looking back, I did everything by my gut. I mean they don't teach you a whole lot of business stuff in school and so you know I did I, I did a lot of decisions by my gut. does this feel right does this not and it wasn't necessarily the best business decision to make. so now looking back, I wasn't very good at business. I'm still not great, but I'm a whole lot better. There's always room for improvement, right? But I'm doing pretty good. I feel a lot more confident in the decision-making processes. You know how the business actually runs, what numbers to actually look at to see if you are doing well or if you're not. And so that's been a huge changer. And and you don't know what you don't know until you know it.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And you know, you talked about your staff and some of the changes that came along the way. How would you have described your early practice culture with your staff as to where it is now?
1: You know, the early culture was bad. It was almost toxic at points. Obviously, at the end of the day, it all lies with me because I was the one making decisions. I was the one bringing in the staff. And the staff that I had brought in that I thought was going to be a good fit weren't good for the practice versus now, everybody gets involved in the hiring process. Again, benefit of a really small office. You can do that where everybody kind of interviews everybody and we get a good feel for, does this person fit in? Does their personality work? To the point where it's a lot more relaxed. It's a lot more, not super casual. I, mean, I am a pretty casual person, but it's a lot better and you can just feel that the atmosphere.
0: Right. Now, one more for you. So think about the whole journey. What actions did you implement in your practice that you felt were most impactful?
1: Giving up control. (laughs) That's number one. One of Al's big things is, you know, letting the staff make decisions. Having, you know, regular office meetings. I don't attend the regular office meetings. The staff does it. I have one person that I kind of talk to that says, this is what we're talking about. This is what's going on. Do you have anything else to add? And they handle everything. And that's freed up my brain power to go do other things. That's made the staff feel more important. So that way they have the freedom to make that. They can be more independent and they can control their own destiny a little bit better. That's probably the number one thing. Just giving up that little bit of control. Making sure you have the right people in place first, obviously, but, right. you know, giving up some of that control and letting people actually have the freedom to do what they need to do. You know, other things, uh, another big changer for us that's made life easier on the optical side of things is like cringe-free frame pricing.
0: Oh, yes. I know about cringe-free frame pricing.
1: That program, we worked on that a few years ago. Actually, it was a COVID project, I think. That's a back good
0: time it, to do it, isn't yeah. it?
1: Right. And so we, uh, we brought that into the office and that makes it so much easier for the staff, for the patients where, you know, you have that system in place where it's just, it's easy to know what pricing is. And that takes a lot of the discussion off the table. People don't like talking money. That's and so true. if you can, if you can take that discussion off the table, it's going to be a more relaxed atmosphere. They're going to just go with what is right and not, not necessarily with what's cheapest that's been a couple of the big things.
0: And can you think of any other changes that you've made in your practice that you have found turned out to be quite significant?
1: You know, actually um, setting forth goals. So say, hey, we want to hit this kind of revenue number. We want to sell this many pairs of glasses, you know, or, or have this many exams this month or, you know, things to that nature of That kind of encourages people, the staff, to kind of look at, well, what's really going on here? What's really important? What are we looking for? And it helps them kind of see a number so they can hit that number. And then we all benefit.
0: Well, Dr. Smith, I think you gave us a lot to think about today, and I want to thank you for this insightful and open conversation about your optometry practice journey since the fire that devastated your building and how you were able to successfully move your business forward. I think you provided some really great inspiration to other practice owners who are going through something very difficult related to their practice.
1: Well, thank you, Huzzley. Thanks for having me.
0: To follow up on what we discussed in today's podcast on the subject of overcoming challenges of all kinds in your practice, Having a professional support system to get you through different challenges and stages of your practice can make all the difference in terms of your success. And keep in mind that many times the small changes made in practice operations can end up having a significant positive impact as we learned from Dr. Smith when it came to giving much more control to his staff. By doing so, he empowered his staff to make positive changes and they continue to rise to the occasion. We hope this podcast was helpful and we have a treasure trove of resources for our optometric practice partners at KleinmanConnect.com. If you're not a member and you would like to learn more about us and our passion to assist our practice partners with all optometry business matters and beyond, visit us at Kleinman.com. Plus, discover great content related to running a successful optometry business from Kleinman Performance Partners on our YouTube channel. I look forward to connecting with you again on July 5th for our next Kleinman Connect podcast, always on the first Wednesday of each month. Remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify so that you don't miss an episode. Catch you next time.